The anomalies are conclusive proof that snow exists in a podcast as real and solid as those we already know about. Welcome to Four Seasons in a Funeral, a podcast about shows that had four good seasons and one bad one. Today, we're talking about Season 3, Episode 8 of the next evolution of science fiction, Primeval. Oh, brother. I'm Nick, and I'm joined by Charlie and David. I'm Charlie. I'm David. This episode was named Oh, Brother? What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, as our favorite forgot. thing to do, um, our German title is The World of Tomorrow, and the French title is Family Spirit, both of which are superior titles to Oh, Brother. Oh, Brother. <laughs> oh, Meryl Biba, you've done it again. I I haven't read the intro in so long. When did we add back four good seasons and one bad one? I don't Do we know. still do that? <laughs> is that still the premise of this podcast? Because it, it, it seems like be. we've just been doing bad seasons so far, unless season five is real bad. I we'll see. Who knows? Anything could happen. Four good seasons in comparison to the. F- <laughs> I just thought of like four seasons and a fifth season. <laughs> well, David, like, if you ever get intro, season, you can do that. Season four of Fringe was not good, but it was good compared to season five. Listen, season, season four, four Fringe of Fringe is a was acceptable compared to season five. <laughs> also, season four of Fringe was a masterpiece compared to basically all of Merlin. William Bell coming back, David Robert Jones being there again. Great. Absolutely great. Dude, remember, I was the bishop. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was the sacrifice. I was the sacrifice. <laughs> Sorry, you're right. he didn't even say that. He just said it was me. It was me. <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes you gotta sack the bishop, guys. Oh my god, I forgot Olivia fucking, like, also mind-controlled Peter to fight David Robert Jones off. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. he was losing, and then Olivia used her psychic powers to, con- like, puppet Peter to fight. Oh man, what a, what a TV show. Oh, but we're not on that one. Why couldn't she have just puppeted David Robert Jones to walk off the roof? Why did she have to puppet Peter to fight him? It's more fun this way. <laughs> it's much it's much cooler. Did Olivia do any ZFT powers in season five? I don't remember. Definitely I don't think not. she did, right? I don't think so. She must have. I don't think she did. I think she was just sad. Oh no, because at the end of season four they're like, Oh, you burned all the Cortexafan in your brain to revive yourself. Oh yeah! Oh fuck! Right. Fucking stupid. I was because I was just thinking. Instead, Peter got to do the weird sci-fi stuff. I've been thinking about Fringe. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, I had a commute home today. <laughs> I it was, was it was great. Home? Um, I the audience it it snowed today. Um, and because of that, um everyone exploded when they were when they were driving um my drive back was also horrendous so i think the best way to explain my drive is when i get on to like the the 401 which you guys know is like the major major highway around around me uh when i get back on there um there is a sign that typically tells me how far like how 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 long it's going to be until i reach my exit which is super nice of it because my exit's a ways away uh, but typically it's like, yeah, 35 minutes to my exit or like 29 minutes to my exit. Um, today, when I got on, um, it said, hey, 119 minutes to your exit. <laughs> um, which I, I didn't realize that the sign did three digits. Um, so good <laughs> on them. <laughs> they had built that in just in case. I I legitimately didn't think it did three digits, um, but it did. Um, I don't think it does four. <laughs> I hope it doesn't do four. Uh, but yeah, um, fortunately, I took back roads, so it wasn't quite two hours from that spot to my exit, which I'm still a ways from home, but it was still like an hour and 45 minutes for me. It was great. Um <laughs> My my typical commute home audience is like fifty minutes. Um, so it technically could have been worse, but man, for there not being like snow happening when I was driving home and me waiting a while to like feel out traffic, I was still pissed with how long it took. 
Um, it was great. I, I should have stayed home today. I, I walked upstairs and that was my... Didn't you walk downstairs for your commute? A commute home was up. Commute to work. Ah, fair enough. Horrendous. I My drive home is supposed to be like 20 minutes tops. It was like a full hour of just stop and go traffic. Yeah, I believe it. Which was horrendous. Sleep at that the is. office. I... no. <laughs> if, if we didn't have to record tonight. <laughs> uh, but no, here I am. Uh, outside of that, um, not... Uh, ah, I did some other things. Uh, I went and saw um, Madame Webb um, with my girlfriend. We wanted to go see Argyle, but the like timing why didn't work did, out. Why didn't you go see Madame Webb? Sorry, what was the I, other movie you wanted to Argyle? see? Argyle? Argyle? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Argo. Argo. <laughs> it's back in theaters. I really thought you said Argo. I'm like, that movie's not in theaters anymore. Listen, it's a Valentine's Day special. They brought back Argo for some reason. Argo that was the one. Argo came out? 12 years ago? Yes, Fuck. David. Yeah. Yes. Fuck. But then, so instead of seeing Argyle, which is also being critically panned. Yes. You went to go see Madam Webb, which, which is being heavily critically panned. So, so I'm going to, so let, let me, let me tell also, you a little bit of a, are you guys big, like, no. Spider-Man people? <laughs> like, no. So, uh, hey, here, let me let me give you let me give you the rundown on this, because because all I'm going to say is I had a fantastic time, but I had a fantastic time for all the wrong reasons. Um, so um, we I, I, I live in Guelph. This is already well established. Um, wow. So I don't dogs. I don't I don't what mind saying it. Guelph, uh, Guelph has two movie theaters, which you guys know. Um, uh, there is there is the north end and the south end. Uh, my girlfriend works in uh, the north end, so she was like, "Hey, I'm gonna buy movie tickets for the north end, um, and we'll just go right after I finish work." Um, and I was like, "Cool, that works great for me." Uh, we get there, uh, we're there like probably five minutes before the movie's supposed to start. Um, scan the tickets, um, and it turns out that she had bought tickets for the south end theater. <laughs> That's like a twenty minute drive. <laughs> so. Uh, we drove 20 minutes. Um, we got there. Uh, we uh, still got popcorn. Um, so uh, we missed all of like the opening ads, which was completely fine. And probably about the first five minutes of the movie, um, which was fantastic. Because while I'd seen some trailers um, for Madame Web back in the time, I didn't realize it was a Marvel movie. Um, and not, because I missed the opening not, scenes, not I didn't really. think it was a Marvel movie. I just <laughs> went in and was like, weird and then they're talking about things and it's like okay there's this guy named ben who's about to become an uncle huh that's a little heavy-handed oh wait they keep talking about spiders how the fuck did they get this past marvel and i was just like i was just like sitting enjoying the fact if i was just like how how the fuck did this like how the fuck did this get past like marvel's copyright like what the fuck is going on here and that was the entire movie for me um (laughs) And then at the end, it's like, oh, no, wait, this was a Marvel movie. Ah, I see. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's a Sony yeah, Marvel movie. It's not movie. even a Marvel movie. It's just Sony because they have the Spider-Man copyright. Fair enough. Um, it's in the but, same universe as Venom and Morbius. Yeah. It's written by the same people who wrote Morbius. You went yeah. to go see a Morbius-connected movie. It was, <laughs> Nick, you went to go <laughs> see something in the Morbius cinematic universe. The more I'm getting you, you. Madame Webb on DVD for Christmas. Nice. Um, it'll be <laughs> Imagine great. getting everything in the Morb CU on Blu-ray. <laughs> the Morb CU. Both Venoms, Morbius, <laughs> Adam Webb. Venom 3, Craven. Oh, God, you're right. Craven, yep. which is going to come out. So Dude, the there's... wild thing about you missing about the first five minutes is there's such an exposition dump in the first five minutes from what I understand. And I got none of it. It was great. <laughs> yeah, I have I have heard uh, horribly wonderful things about Madam Webb, where it is Dakota Johnson doesn't give a shit uh, in the trailer. Agreed. It doesn't sound like she gives a shit. And just none of the characters make sense. None of the motivations make sense. No one is acting well. Yep. I mean, it definitely wasn't. Isn't the rumor that it wasn't supposed to be a movie like 
Yeah, I think it was supposed it, to be a TV show. It feels and they, like a TV they show. They recut it as a movie, and that's why it's also like crap looking. Yeah. No, like I, I definitely understand that because there's so there are um wildly like cut out sections. Like so I guess one of the great things one of the great things about this is it's like, yeah, like here, I gotta like take care of these kids. And then she goes and she has this realization of like, oh shit, like I need to go to Peru. And just the next morning wakes up and is like, all right, kids, go here to Ben. I'm going to go to Peru. Um, And there's just like, just wildly out of nowhere. It's just like, and she's in Peru now. And it's like, okay, this was supposed to be an episode. Um, (laughs) She comes back from Peru and it's like, okay, here's another episode right here. Um, And like, it's, it's very clear that instead of like, it has the like three act thing that movies have, um, but it was definitely like it, it felt like it was a cut TV show from that side. I guess it's gonna. It be was fun to still. Watch this. It was still kind like it was still fun. Um, there were silly things that happened in it, uh, but I was definitely marveling at the fact that I was like, "How did this get around the Spider-Man copyright? This feels like just a straight up rip off. How are they getting away with this? They're they're spiders, damn it." <laughs> This they is... also picked like the dumbest. Like Madame Web is such a dumb character in the Spider-Man universe. I like... just this is the problem is yeah is Nick not being aware enough of comics to not yes. know Madame Web is such a Spider-Man character and such a stupid fucking Spider-Man character. Oh, she sits on the web of fate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you see, Peter, it wasn't just a radioactive spider. Actually, you were chosen by the spider totem. And you represent the spider soul. And Craven yes. represents something else. I forget exactly this is, what. This is why all your villains are animal themed. It's not just random weird theming. It's you all represent the animal's totem. Yes. Now go fight the rhino totem. <laughs> also known as rhino. There's the octopus totem, the vulture totem, you know. Also, I'm blind but can see the future. Do you get the gimmick we're going for here? Like, cruel irony? I know we already did this with Daredevil, but... Speaking of Daredevil, he's the bat totem. Is he actually? Holy shit. No, he's not. Damn, that would have been crazy. I would have believed that. That's the kind of dumb shit Marvel was writing at the time. I 100% believe that. Madam, like, there are, like, Marvel characters, or, like, there are just comic book characters where you're like, don't adapt them. They're stupid. Like, they're from a different time of comics where, like, the writers were doing so much coke and having to put out so much content that they were just like, oh, fuck it, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, Um, big wheel. He's a guy, he has a big wheel. He's gonna run over Spider-Man. Well, apparently at one point, Marvel, because either Marvel or DC, was just the executives were full sale blocking any feedback from reaching the writers. Damn. Like, they weren't allowed to find out, like, sales numbers, a lot of reviews or critiques they couldn't really get access to, other than, like, publicly post, so that the executives have full control, and it's like, what the fuck? You can't let a guy know how well his comic is selling? I think the craziest thing is that uh, their original method for making comics, which was they let the artist just draw the comic and then the writer would just write the bubbles, like whatever the fuck they wanted. Like there was no communication between the artist and the writer. Jack Kirby would draw Spider-Man and then Stan Lee would come over and just write in all the bubbles, whatever the fuck he wanted. There's Holy also shit. what an insane <laughs> way to do comics. Which is why also Kirby did not like Stanley. There is also the trend of, you know, those old Superman comics where it's like, oh my god, Jimmy Olsen's about to nuke Iraq. How will I stop him? And then the comic Listen, has that for like a panel. It's You gotta sell comics. You gotta yeah, get that cover art. Th- that's what the executives would do is saying, this is what the cover is going to be. Now write a story around it. And hey, they went, that's better uh, than uh how? That's better than all those comics where uh, Superman gets pink kryptonite and turns gay. What are you talking <laughs> about? That is the best Superman storyline. <laughs> How dare you? Are you homophobic? Uh, I'm homophobic of Superman turning gay due to pink kryptonite, yes. <laughs> I fear that gay scenario, specifically. <laughs> that is correct. 
You know, radiation can turn you gay. <laughs> Putting radiation in our rocks and turning our aliens gay. <laughs> oh, we should we should talk about Primeval though. I guess it's note here, and we all played video games. That's that's about it. Nick saw a really shitty movie for some reason. It was it was great. Audience, just do what Absolutely I did. Um, if you if you go in with no idea that it was a like that it was like a Spider Man movie, it was fantastic. What else could Nick have seen that isn't shit? Let's just take a look. Um The Bob Marley movie, Land of Bad, Argyle, Anyone But You, Migration. What the fuck is that? That's the animated movie about the the ducks deciding to go like uh yeah you didn't have many options it looks like <laughs> you could have done anyone but you that seems to be an actual rom-com yeah but we had fun it was a good time did you did you yes. have fun i i did have fun I, i'm sorry david <laughs> wait are anyways you vaughn i might watch yeah. this yeah Someone's i did fall like... asleep at the last matthew vaughn movie i watched <laughs> Someone one review is like, I don't care that it's wild and doesn't make sense and is kind of batshit. I love Matthew Vaughn and I will support him through hell. What a weird person to die for. <laughs> it really is. Almost as weird as almost dying for Abby or her brother. <laughs> Which Connor does twice in this episode. So does fucking army guy. <laughs> yeah, army guy. What the fuck are you doing? Just fucking leave, dude. <laughs> you don't have to be here. You can quit at any time. You can request a transfer and no one's going to blame you. All right. Uh, Nick, read All the right. TV guide for this episode. Into the TV guide. We, we shall go. All right. It reads, a carnivorous insect from the future appears at a race car test track. Meanwhile, Abby's brother is determined to uncover the truth about her job and lands himself in danger. Why? Why is he determined to uncover the truth about her job? Be- because he must. Why, why does he give a shit? Why are there so many characters on this show that have no survival instinct? And but also, know how to use a fucking GPS tracker and can buy it. But also, no fear of the government? Like, just. I also don't know why she's lying and saying, oh, I still work at the zoo. Just say you're on a government contract. Uh, like, what do you do for the government? I, oh, sorry. Literally can't tell you it's classified. That's. No, no, no. Like, here's, here's the problem. To, to us, that would be like, cool, full stop. Don't want to know about the rest of it. I do not want you, like, getting fucked with your job. The way that they have written her brother's character, he would have incessantly been asking about that. That is the only thing that he would have been talking about, and he would have been he going just behind needs her to back. Question her right after they have sex. That's of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But yeah, I think we open up on a racing track, and then an anomaly opens, and some bugs come through. Um. um well, yes. We, we get some cool. <laughs> we get some cool shots of cars being driven, and then Room. we go to like fucking danny driving a car and just like driving recklessly because he's a cop so this this tracks his car his rules i don't like danny still they have not done anything for me to like danny (laughs) all right so so i i have i have a hot take about this episode and we will we can obviously get to this this later as well. Um, I have gotten to the i have i've through this episode come to the opinion of like i don't want um connor and abby together not because connor is the terrible person but because i think abby is at this point um (laughs) somehow during this episode the the ratings of like where everyone is um just in terms of like who we mostly see in this episode um because uh fucking uh lester's lester's still like completely fine becker's becker's up there then connor then abby Sarah's somewhere. I don't know. She doesn't do enough for me to care. And then Danny right at the bottom. But they really Sarah really does jack shit, eh? Yes. <laughs> but until she's an expert, like, oh, Connor, you spent all this time setting up this anomaly lock device. Oh, I can figure it out and fix this in like 20 minutes. Don't you fucking worry. My history degree <laughs> also came with a minor in electrical engineering. Fuck you. Yes. Whoa, whoa, we were fine of Astrid having a minor in comp sci and being the hacker. Because that's what they said she was at the very <laughs> beginning. That's why she was hired. Uh, 
is hey she's also smart enough to kind of keep up with walter while being kind enough to settle him down not Poor hey, astro she's an she- egyptologist who also has experts expertise in medieval history and enough to know i guess what the attire would be and then also able to fix um like homebrew electrical equipment it's great. i'm just complaining because she's brown and you know of course they're Oh no. Oh no no. Oh no. They're trying to replace us, guys. Called the Great Replacement. And I'm part oh, of Oh my god. I D- David let's <laughs> David, how, how let's 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 chat Don't here. Don't look at me. Um, how are things I'm, going? I'm hundred percent purebred Chinese, so uh, You're the one hey, audience. in our election. Yep, that's me. <laughs> and we st- we're here to spread COVID. <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyhow, the, the cars hit the bug, and then the team goes and autopsies the bug. And, oh, look, it's some kind of, like, future ant. But look, its blood was high in selenium. And when Sarah looked at the artifact, it was also high in selenium. That must mean they come from the exact same period of time. Without, you know, actually comparing the amounts of selenium or any other trace elements that could give you a better comparison. Um, I guess from their side, they're assuming that Connor would know of eras that would be high in selenium and Connor doesn't. At which point it's like, okay, cool. It's probably future. I know, Um, but like, at least compare and be like, oh, this is actually like these amounts are comparable enough that this would be the same future period that the... the artifact comes from because you could be like oh high level selenium oh. oh this one is dramatically higher that's probably closer to the present than it is the artifact future also with with this being very high levels of selenium in the soil or like higher than normal levels of selenium in the soil is there like some weird selenium equivalent nuke that goes off in the future like they're going to talk about that right no <laughs> never like the Have fact that there's high levels of nuke or something which which doesn't make sense, by the way. Uh, like I'm I'm pretty sure like cesium, for example, um, horrifying. Like you can do some horrifying things with cesium to make a dirty, like make a much dirtier nuke. Um, but I, I don't think selenium is particularly like has a particular radio particular like radioactive isotope of it. No, it's a pretty decent web driver for testing, though. Sorry, that's a joke just for me. <laughs> uh, now I'm now I'm googling it. Now I'm looking up all the isotopes of selenium. Okay, they are some of them are fission products, so maybe they just launched a bunch of nukes in there. Or maybe uh, selenium is some kind of weird gobbledygook nonsense. Like they threw a fucking dart at the periodic table and went that one. <laughs> That one sounds cool. I would absolutely love to write that way. And when you land on like uranium, it's like, oh fuck. The creature's blood is full of uranium. <laughs> hey, that's better than getting one of the unnamed ones. <laughs> creature's blood is full well, of unoctium. That's that's easy. You go, this I've never seen this element this long in in science before like this shouldn't be possible and you have a whole storyline on that of how you accidentally discovered a new element because you know an animal now bleeds un un unium that's pretty cool this is just kind of nonsense but yeah they get super excited and then i guess without talking to lester just jump into the future portal they're like hey we're going well, yes, they they they're like, all right, we're we're gonna go. Um, in the meantime, um, Jack's just been a shithead. Like, um, yeah, he's, he's tracking Abby. He just no, he just steals something out of her bag. Like, just steals the tracker out of her bag and is like, all right, cool, I'm gonna follow this. Um, yeah. or is it or is it an anom- a pocket anomaly detector? I think. I think it's a pocket anomaly detector because yeah. he goes straight. Yes, to the anomaly, that is what it is because right? he goes to an anomaly. Yeah. And then a guard shoes him away, and then he breaks in anyways, and then calls and Abby also and also just sees a fancy car and gets into it, which oh, but boy is a criminal, just straight up like 
Yeah. We, but we for, already knew this. First of all, why are you breaking into a random place that you think is like related to your sister? And then why is your first instinct to just get into a, like what? Who like what? That's crazy. It's because they have to set up the fact that the car door is unlocked, David. Fucking stupid. And lend credence to the facts he would be able to drive that car a little bit. But yeah, he looks underneath the van and oh no, the think security guards that were there before are now dead. And as Abby points out during the autopsy, oh, these bugs lay eggs through their pincers. So if they bite you, you get babies in you. And I really thought all the babies it produces uh, was going to be a more of a plot point than it actually is. We didn't even get that like good body horror from it. Like, what the fuck is the point? The these bugs are not as important to the episode as as they should be. Trailer made it appear to be. I fully thought Abby's brother was gonna die due to getting bugs planted in him, and this was was gonna be this was gonna be the second like secondary character death we had with parasites. And like, this is the only way people are allowed to die in Primeval if you're not a main character. uh, (laughs) And it would have it would have harkened to Fringe with fucking Spider Vane's Charlie. Yeah. See, that's a good example of like, hey, we messed with the timeline. What changed? God, I miss Fringe. We messed with the timeline. Charlie's still alive. He still did get stabbed by that weird spider monster. But he's good. Because not only did he get medication, he also got a wife. Yeah. Woo. (laughs) Except for the other Charlie that uh, got killed by a shapeshifter. Don't worry about that one. Oops. That's okay. We just watched the shapeshifter throw him into an incinerator. It's cool and normal. Man, what a what a fucking great plot twist that was in Fringe. The fact uh, that the discussions we, at the time were still like, I don't think he's dead. I think he won. I don't know why they're like, we never saw it. We didn't see that that was his body. It could have been something else. God, Prime Fringe was good. I missed Fringe. Uh, Should we just do Fringe for the next season? Yo, we just gonna talk back about, to Fringe. We're just going to go through our Fringe highlights. We're going to rewatch our top 10 Fringe episodes. No, no. Instead of doing Luther next season, we just do Fringe again. Fringe season I... one, but again. Yeah. But this time with the uh, ability of foresight. So what's insane about that is that it, by the time that we'll be getting to it, it'll have been four years since we started fringe like well over um so like that's almost reasonable <laughs> what's crazy to me is i would totally rewatch fringe i would never rewatch merlin <laughs> and oh. i think we're i think we're already at a point where i feel pretty confident in not rewatching primeval ever yeah season four like, could be a banger we don't know Season You're five right. could be a banger. Listen, all I hope is they go insane. <laughs> like, <laughs> let loose, go fully crazy. Yeah, like you're getting picked up by like the internet. Um, go go insane. Anyhow, uh, the bug, the big mama bug, attacks Jack, so he gets into a car, drives it around, um, and then, oh no, the, he runs over the anomaly locking thing, which. Triggers it, unlocking the anomaly, and then he and drives, drives directly into the, into the anomaly. Oh. He, he DeLoreans this bitch into the future, uh, and then falls down a pit immediately and gets attacked by some worm. <laughs> delicious, delicious maggots. And so the recon mission now turns to a rescue mission. Yeah. Where they're like, we'll never find him, and Danny's like, look, there's that brand new car. Uh, he does. Also, did we mention like he picked up the phone as well, and yes, that's why they know yeah. he's there? Yeah, he and was talking the, to Abby the whole time. The I do reason, like too how they try to keep the future, like how far in the future is this, kind of ambiguous. Where it's like, look at these cars. Oh, they could have been here for centuries, or or not that long. Meanwhile, they're standing <laughs> on a fucking cliff. Meanwhile, they're in like a post-apocalyptic hell, <laughs> like. Like, n- not that much vegetation around. Like, this shit should be overgrown with vines, but it's just kind of not. Everything is burnt and charred. Maybe something bad happened here. Man, it's almost like this is probably, like, 20 years into the future. <laughs> like, Again, 
my question is because they they kill a couple future predators with just guns how how did the future predators caught like if if helen is right and i'm gonna go with the fact she's right how does that lead to the downfall of humanity or is it in like oh the creation of this like caused tensions and then nukes were dropped in that they didn't cause it but their creation caused it is that what we're going with I don't know. The future creatures definitely seem fucking nerfed. <laughs> like they, they do not yes. seem nearly as powerful as when we first saw them. And they definitely, yeah, they don't seem like apocalypse starting. With the insects, though, maybe. <laughs> the insects are fucking horrifying. I so especially now that we've also seen the insects, and assuming that this isn't actually that far into the future, like what happened is just like likely the military people um at some point just go back in like either go back in time or there's some weird like future loop of them just grabbing the things from not that far in the future and just bringing it back to like make them themselves to try and like make them work and releasing them on the world like that's what's happening here right the clone technology seems way cooler with the fucking janitor clones like that seems way more like something that could end the world yeah, when does that these come weird up? fucking things? But mm, we'll see. Yeah, I I don't know at this point because this doesn't like I know that they they're playing it off as like we don't know how far in the future this is. It doesn't seem that far in the future. Those cars look pretty much the same as you know the cars that they had then. <laughs> how far in the future is it? To next week? What? <laughs> <laughs> Like your your cars haven't improved that much. That's probably a bad sign for when the apocalypse is going to happen. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, future predators show up. They they shoot some of them, but oh no, Danny and Abby get cornered by one. It's going to get them, but then Connor distracts it and tells them to run. But it turns out it was a trap. Him and military guy set up the whole time because then military guy. Shoots it in the head with a suppressed pistol. So is that like self-sacrifice or is that just like bait as a trap? I don't fucking know. It's really played up as like this dramatic, oh my god, he's gonna die scene. Well, and then don't like there's a military guy fucking sacrifices himself at some point, and then they're like, Oh no, Becker's dead, and they get really mad at Abby's brother. Who should like, be mad at Abby's brother. Like, how, how come it took you so fucking long to get here? And they're like, fuck you. Becker but not actually anymore. I don't give a shit. Whatever. Should have left him there to die. Honestly. Apparently we also learned that it's the only family Abby has left, which is like, okay, sure. Pretty shitty family. Yeah. Pretty pretty shitty family. Also, like, sure, you're you're allowed to lash out a little lash out like a little bit with family, but like fuck off with everything that you're doing here. Like, not cool. Yeah, cut cut him <laughs> off. Like, don't talk to him for a while. Ugh. Uh but yeah, yeah, um Sarah remains behind also to cause she can fix the anomaly locking device. Whatever. Um, Who cares? The the gang needs to run away because oh no, the the future predators and the bugs are having a turf war. The Crips and Bloods, you're in LA. Oh no! Uh, they run away, and oh no, a future predator's gonna get them because a uh, tiny little baby bug spooks Sarah, and then pressed a button trying to get her toast, her jam toast. Those and locked, those fucking bugs have the, like the anomaly again. <laughs> unlocked and locked that goddamn anomaly because the big bug unlocked or unlocked it as and well. The bitty right? bug locked it like that. Oh god, bitty bug is what I call. Nice. I was gonna say, your cat's not really that bitty. <laughs> no. But she is she, between the two. She is at what? At least at one point, she. <laughs> so much. Like, There's a lot of qualifiers yeah. right there. Well, when we got her, she was just a little baby and cricket. <laughs> oh man! Speaking of cats, Echo got me real fucking good yesterday. I was trying to give him some catnip because he was being a good boy, and then I, he was not. So um, catnip goes into the locked cabinet. He reached up, scratched me, and scratched my finger, and a gush of blood came out. Oh my god! Like I like so much blood came out that I got real concerned. <laughs> like, like Nick, you remember when I chopped off a part of my finger? 
Yep. More blood came out than then. <laughs> David Doe. <laughs> and it sprayed out. I was like, oh, God, did he get an art? Like, <laughs> it sprayed out. Jesus. It was, but it was like a tiny little nick. Like, yeah, that's that's what hitting an artery does. It immediately like healed or like sealed back up. So like it stopped bleeding like very almost quickly. like almost like your body went. Oh God, you're really not supposed to hit one of those. Yeah, it was Blocking so much deploy. <laughs> it was so much blood. It was like startling. Oh right! Like, At some point, a bunch of future predators corner them, and then Becker's like, "I'll save the day," and. Shoots his guns and gets them to follow him, and they play it off like he died. So they rescue Jack. The tearful busts like, "Oh, Becker killed himself for you." And Jack doesn't really give a shit, um, because he didn't see that and he didn't know who Becker is. He doesn't know what's yeah. happening. And he gets mad at them for being like, "Why did it take so long for you to get here?" Like, my guy, what the what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, fuck, fuck right off, dude. Do you think they are in control of this situation? But yeah, then the bugs and the predators start to fight. Um, the portal is locked. They get to the portal, and the predator almost gets them. But oh no, Becker was just taking a quick little nap in a car, and, and shoots the predator and holds them all off, and he's still alive. And then Sarah gets her shit together, uh, gets a rolled up newspaper, and hits the bug <laughs> with it, and then kicks it into the corner. Yeah, she also Beautiful. mentions like really hating bugs or something. So like, yeah, she's like, no, I really don't like bugs. This is supposed to somehow be like, oh yeah, she conquered her fears, but you introduced the fear like it's one of one forty of the minutes writers, ago. One of so the writers read an article on Chekhov's gun that week and was like, guys, <laughs> I found this great idea. What if we they set have, they something have Chekhov, up? No, Char- Charlie, Chekhov is their friend. Like, very clearly. They will Chekhov everything this in this true. show. The one writing technique they know of. The one, yes. time they, one time they tried in media res, it was f- eight hours. Fuck, oh god, what now? <laughs> like, you're not wrong, but what, what an insane... <laughs> uh, but yeah, um... Then she unlocks the port. She traps the bug in a box instead of just stomping it and killing it. Um, and then unlocks the portal, throws. Everyone is jumping through the portal and not the last person is through yet. And she throws the box. And I was really waiting for Becker on the other <laughs> side to just get smacked in the face with it. But I wanted I wanted Becker I wanted Becker even better as he was running through to get smacked by it like midway through the portal in like whatever the weird in between is that's there. Yeah, I think it's just instant. I, I don't think there's any loss of time going through. Uh, but yeah. Oh, and also the gang sees um, the one military captain uh, dragging a woman through um, the ruins. And and they decide not to interfere, but Danny's like, "Oh, I'll, I'll remember. Danny will remember this. <laughs> Danny will remember this." <laughs> but yeah, they they get back. Um, Jack decides to move out, and I guess tell Abby what he did. But I thought Abby knew what he did. No, she didn't. Oh, I about, I don't I don't Rex. know how, but she didn't. I think it was about Rex, not like him trying to kill himself to save her I think was the explanation and that's what turns Abby is not like oh he would die for me it's abuse government resources to get my lizard back yeah I guess and then oh Connor confesses his love for her and she kisses him David's ratings go down all the way David's ratings go down um legitimately it was over the course of this episode that i swapped in terms of it was like i don't want this to happen because connor's a terrible person to i don't want this to happen because i abby's a terrible person like literally midway through this episode <laughs> no one it was cares. it was it was great like i i it was it was i was just hoping that it was at least like one more episode before this would happen so that i would like get a shot at least to like figure out if like that was actually how I felt about it but it's like nope it's it's happening now and I was like cool I guess this is just what my thoughts going to be right before this happens perfect um so hey uh Abby you're you're doing great with season 1 Connor 
season like season one connor is still a horrible human being just the worst um but they've they've at least tried to give him some redeemable qualities i would say since then yeah they've kept him really inoffensive the last couple like time timeline timeline happened like stupid fingerless gloves at the very least yes the worst thing he's done is he's not keeping Sid and Nancy in proper containers and letting them ruin. Oh, yeah. Lester appears in this episode just to get shit on for like five minutes. Yes. And yeah. that's all Lester's in. They eat his like very fancy Chinese party invitation and also his suit jacket. Wonderful stuff. It's it's great. Poor, poor Lester, who is now the comedic relief somehow of the show. But hey, he also appears at the end as Danny tells him, oh yeah, it was definitely that captain guy, but I didn't recognize the woman. And then we cut to the fucking Christine woman, and they've got the future woman in like a holding cell. She's got uh, a journal, but it's all written in code. And yeah, they're like, oh, she's sleeping. Put it back in so that she'll trust us. But she's awake and let You're let us know the, the second she wakes up. And then oh my god, her eyes are open. And then she <sighs> fucking gyms the camera for some reason. Don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> why? Why yeah. does she look like, straight at the camera? Like, it's supposed someone... to be like a oh, I feel like, but like in the scene, she's looking at the fucking wall. So she's looking at a different part of the wall now? Like, what are you <laughs> trying to tell us, Joe? <laughs> Unless she's looking literally at us. If she's gonna you know, fucking, you guys have no balls. Have her break the fourth wall. <laughs> like, just <laughs> like there's no reason for her to look at camera. Like that doesn't make any sense, cinematography wise. Like, what are you doing? She found a cool stain at the wall. She's gonna look at now. That's why she dramatically changed her eye direction. Ah, God, this episode sucked. <laughs> Oh man! With that on that note, shall we get into ratings? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with a one and a half. I did not enjoy this episode. Oh, it was. I, I found out. Sorry, fun trivia. Um, I found out why the um the bugs are not as prevalent in this episode. Uh. The Megopterian, the bugs, was designed by Karim Nahabu in a create-your-own-creature competition for Series 3. According to co-creator Adrian Hodges, episode had a clear storyline written before the, uh, the bug was chosen from the competition, but they left enough elbow room to adapt the storyline to fit the creature's characteristics. So the so creature was a... just secondary. This, uh, this yeah. show fucking sucks. <laughs> they had a blank wow. script that said, insert... Monster creature here. here. And it wow. kills two security guards. It dies. We should have known it was a future thing when it died from a car. Oh my god, you're right. It does get run over. Uh, by no, 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 oh, no, no. Future, be future beats. Oh yeah. Um, future, future beats present. technology. Yeah. This this entire episode breaks that rule because the guns also work against the fucking future beats, future which present. they had it before. If guns yeah. work, why are you scared? Just fucking shoot them. <laughs> like, what I'm saying is they they cannot be by themselves. Like this can't be a quiet place scenario where they they kill our own. Like, we we gotta be silent, otherwise they're gonna kill us. Except you shoot them and they die. So at least in the quiet place, it was like you had to find a very specific frequency. Spoilers for the end of Quiet Place, I guess. Well, also in the Quiet Place, they were bulletproof. <laughs> Yeah, like, that's what I mean. Like, Quiet Place had a reason why these things were so indestructible. This one is just kind of like, no, nah, they're just like big bats that'll kill you. But uh, beyond that, no, they're they're very vulnerable to everything. So many questions. Uh, that's okay. Yeah. That's rating. A one. This is a one. I did not care for this. David? Zero. Oh, right. Right. We already knew. Uh, they kissed. My oh, my asterisk procs. That was a season two or one asterisk. It still procs. Still was activated. My trap card was activated. You activated <laughs> my trap card. Fuck this ship. Actually, that wasn't even an asterisk. It was just a called shot. But we'll leave it at a zero. Oh boy, far and away, 
worst episode so far. I think this might be this is the first time in primeval history that we have a sub one average rating. I think this might is this is this not the first time ever? Uh I would have to check uh I don't so I don't think fridge. anything in fringe got below a one, and I'm pretty sure I I'm pretty sure not even Merlin went below. Uh, let me pull up Merlin. Like I, I'm just, I'm just trying to think, cause like I have not given a rating. I don't think I've ever given really a rating below. Um, uh, yeah, I don't think. Oh no, we did have this exact same scenario. A oh. zero from David, a one point five from Nick, and a one from me. All the way back in, wow, we've had the same average average twice before. Nick, uh, interesting. Com- complete, complete tangent. I need you to go to the Guelph Wish Fund for Children silent auction and bid on this. Uh, <laughs> you want a Travis Kelsey signed jersey? Do I need to go do this for you, David? There's a picture. It's autographed by Travis Kelsey and Tay-Tay. Oh my god. Specifically, it's in Guelph for some reason. So Why? Getting back to it. Uh, Merlin, season five's Season 5, episode 8 and 11 both have the same average. Sorry, one second. I need to tell Potato about this. Potato could definitely get this. <laughs> Potato probably... He's your like, best bet at getting it. This is in wealth right now. <laughs> I... Like, he, he's, he has the capital to put in probably a pretty good bid on it. Why like, is, is this, this in person? It's being auctioned off. It's a silent auction happening in Guelph. So, yeah. so there, but there's no online bids for it. Like it has to be in person. I would assume so. Why? Why is this in Guelph? This is insane. So, this is such I'm like so a valuable piece of merchandise, right? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, just to round things out, um, this episode got a 7.6 on IMDb and was viewed by 5.13 million people. Nice. But yeah, some uh, some season five episodes of Merlin, David did give a zero. Two episodes he gave a Damn. zero. One he gave a 0. 0.5. Uh, one of the episodes he gave a zero, though, Nick and I were much higher up on it, so it ended up with a one. The other two was, was a sub one. Go to season five. So episode two is Arthur's Bane Part 2, where <laughs> that was the second half of the Blue Guy episode. Oh, no, not the Blue Guy. Um, episode <laughs> 8. <laughs> the Blue Guy! I forgot about the Blue Guy! Never forget the Blue Guy. Episode 8 is my Hollow the Hollow Queen. Oh, that's, hey, oh, that was... Druid Boy, my sister's sick. And bad. Oh, no, what a terrible episode. Gwen's evil, and then eleven is the drawing of the dark, which is oh Mordred's druid girl. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes. Sense. All right, does that bring us to the end of this episode? It. We talked for a long time. Uh, that's not going to appear in this episode, audience. So apologies. <laughs> no, you coward, leave it in. It's a uh, fun. No, do not, do not, not. <laughs> do not leave that in. Absolutely Once again, audience, not. audience, don't worry about it. Um, it's it's all good. Ooh, oh God. Okay. Um, do we have anything else we want to talk about at all? Um, do you guys? Well, real, real quick, do you guys see the the OpenAI like um text to video things? No, that came out. Oh, here, take take a look at this video and and tell me if you notice anything strange about it. Oh no! Well, that mouth is there. <laughs> oh, his arm is actually a blanket. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. But why does he have another arm? <laughs> <laughs> I love how I love how the tweet is so much higher up on this. This could be the holy shit moment of AI. OpenAI has just announced Sorets, text-to-video AI model. This video isn't real. No shit, guy! (laughs) (laughs) What? I... You're telling me this isn't real? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking AI over-enthusiasts are... I just hate tech bros, I think is what I'm about. Tech bros suck. The NFT, the AI... 
crypto. But hey, anyone who's made so, a significant amount of money on crypto is dead to me. Also, so so you guys missed out. Um, watch the cat's paw. The cat's paw is very cursed as it like pokes the human's face. Oh yeah, it like leaves behind a paw. Like there's one. It ah! oops his nose, leaves that paw behind, and then gets it back. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! What? What? Okay. Yeah, that's that's everything, audience. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Four Seasons and a Funeral. Uh, we really appreciate everything. If you're the person going through listening to all the episodes for some reason, hey, I've seen your app downloads. What are you doing? <laughs> That's weird, dude. Stop downloading the podcast, please. No, no, no. Keep doing it. Keep <laughs> doing it. I don't need. To... Tell your friends. You're, you're messing up our statistics by giving us actually downloads. Also on Spotify? Why are you listening to this on Spotify? Come on. Go to like iHeartRadio or something. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. <laughs> um, I guess, yeah, whatever. Reach, feel free to, hey, if you want to get into a fight, um, I will argue with you about whatever you want um, at our email <laughs> at forstaff at gmail.com. This man can have a loud argument about anything. At gmail.com. Uh, you can also tweet us at Forsaf. I'm not going to make a blue sky for the podcast. I just, I can't be bothered. <laughs> we will make a truth social, though. Yeah, I'll make a truth social and a Mastodon server that's just going to be me saying slurs. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll be fine on truth social. Yep. <laughs> I started, I have a blue sky account now, and I was really debating about just really committing to getting into fights. Like, just commenting on random no. people's things and just really getting into fights. And I'm like, hmm, I feel no. like I get too addicted. Like, yeah. I, like, I feel like that'd be so easy for me just to fall down a rabbit hole of just getting into fights. It's very damaging to your mental health over time. It's not going to be positive for you, David. You don't know that. What if I get all my anger out on, on social media and in real life I'm nice and pleasant and happy? And don't have to play Overwatch I, anymore. <laughs> I I don't believe you. How dare you? All right. Um. Yeah. Give us a five star review. Give us a rating. Just give us something. Um. And then tune in next time. Outro. Our intro and outro music is Dream One by Magenta Six. Licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.